Hello, my name is Damien, the Tall Friendly Atheist Dad and host of the Tall Friendly Atheist Dad podcast. I hope you're doing well on this. Uh, as of time of recording, it's a very gloomy Sunday morning. Down here in Australia, we have just entered winter, though winter has ostensibly gone on for a month already. And yeah, it is nice and cold. <laughs> I wouldn't say nice, it is just, it's cold. Though I find as I'm getting older, uh, I'm appreciating the colder weather more. I remember a long time ago, my auntie, my beloved auntie who died a couple of years ago, when she moved to a country town about 100, 150 k's away from here, she went, I love the cold. And I thought, you crazy woman. And it turns out she may have actually been right because the uh, yeah, last couple of years <laughs> I haven't handled the heat too well and I've uh, started to appreciate the cold a bit more. Anyway, that's uh, that's me getting, getting old. What I wanted to talk about today, uh, this episode, I just have to title it, Yanks, I Broke My Foot. Which sounds a bit funny, but I'll tell you more after the intro. Hey guys, this is Justin from The Prince of Memegypt. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at The Prince of Memegypt and on Twitter at Internet Moses. You're listening to Damien the Tall Friendly Atheist Dad on the Tall Friendly Atheist Dad podcast, guaranteed to be gluten-free. We are Victim of Illusion. You are listening to the Tall, Friendly, Atheist Dead podcast. And the next 30 seconds are brought to you by our album Invisible Light, available at our Bandcamp website. So, I suppose you, yeah, with a, with a title like, I broke my foot, <laughs> what actually happened, how do I feel, all, all that kind of stuff, and I suppose this is just a, a little bit of a lesson, lessons from life as well, but how, when it happened, it happened about three and a half, four weeks ago, uh, and playing basketball. And I suppose this is the delicious irony was that I started playing casual basketball in an attempt to lose weight and get fit and look after myself and oh, barely, barely uh, 10, 15 minutes into my first game, I, uh, yeah, went out, went out injured. So near my place, there is a there is a basketball stadium that runs casual three three on three uh, competitions, and yes, yeah, so I thought, 
you know, get down and go back to my go back to my youth and you know, I used to play a lot of basketball back when I was a you know, before I had kids and I was younger back in uni and all that just as a as a uh, way of getting or try, trying to get and stay fit and also yes yeah, uh, more for my mental health and when I found this uh, casual league nearby um, yeah <laughs> I, I jumped at it. And yeah, so basically, what happened was uh, someone had uh, attempted a shot. The ball hit the rim. The ball went straight up, or was not quite straight up, but went pretty high. And then, as I, uh, I suppose, jumped to get at it, I landed on someone's foot, and my ankle literally inverted under my under my body weight. And yeah, as soon as as it happened, I yeah, I, I realized something was up, and I I instantly felt the pain, and <laughs> I instantly uh, let out a, a very very uh, naughty expletive as I uh, as I went down on all fours, well on threes because I didn't want to let my uh, left my left foot touch the touch the floor, so yeah, I crawled off crawled off the court. Um, all the players and referees going, what's going on? What's going on? And uh, yeah, I think they kind of realised the way I was uh, looking after my foot very tenderly. They, um, uh, yeah, <laughs> something something was wrong there. So uh, yeah, so they set me up with a, with a chair and some uh, and a couple of ice packs just to try to relieve any swelling and. So I kind of realized then that I was yeah in in a world of pain. I actually kept kept my my cool pretty much uh, during that. You know, I realized I've had plenty of sports injuries before, so I knew uh, yeah I knew how how to handle. It. I knew that pain is just you know your body you know trying to trying to help with something. And if you look at physical pain like that, then yeah, that's kind of like it'll. Uh, yeah, you kind of uh, be in a good mindset to get through uh, get through uh, minor injuries, and so uh, probably the, the biggest saving grace was that I was actually wearing basketball shoes at the time, and so it just kept everything together. Yeah, so I I was on the floor for about a good 10, 15 minutes. Uh, I was off the court by then. I'd actually like crawled, <laughs> shuffled my way off off the court uh, to a comfortable and safe position, and yeah. So then I just yeah, collected my thoughts and collected my uh, you know uh, my belongings as well. I had someone do that for me, and then I you know, walked out and thanked everyone for you know helping me out because yeah, the the camaraderie and the uh, the friendship from the guys and the the, the help I got was was great. You know that's. And that's one thing about the uh, competitive sports is that you know you build friends and you get, um, you know, like men aren't all bad. <laughs> you know, some some men are dicks and some men are really really nice. It's, yeah. but not all men are bastards. I'll, I'll say that much. And I actually walked out. I actually walked out on my own, you know, of my own volition and you know under my own pace. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't very it wasn't very nice, um, 
yeah, there was like a very uh, limped out, but I, I got out and said, because all the swelling and all that was contained in my basketball shoe, fantastic. And because I drive an automatic car, <laughs> you know, I didn't, and because it's my left foot that's broken, not my right, I was able to, uh, I was able to, um, yeah, drive home. But I took the back, instead of taking the freeway, I took the back roads to, uh, yeah, to get, to get home. Um, the only problem was, was that I was meant to pick up my daughter from her workplace on the way back. <laughs> so I, I called my, I tried to call my wife. I knew my wife when my son were at home. And so I called my, called my son and I said, hey, hey, son, is, is mummy there? And he went, yes. And so then I asked, is, is mummy in a good mood? And I could hear, I could hear him go out the room and like call out to the other side of the, other side of the house. Hey, mum, are you in a good mood? And then, then my son came back and said, "Yeah, she kind of is." And then I, then I said, "Okay, because what I, I need to speak to her, and what I'm about to tell her is going to not put her in a good mood." So, so then I had to say, "Hey, honey, can you pick up, pick up daughter from from work? I was meant to, but you know, I've had this accident happen to me. I need to go straight home and yeah, you know, look after the you know, like, take care of myself." Anyway, I got I got home not long after, and that's when that's when the fun began. Because so, so because I was still wearing basketball shoes, I um you know ev- everything was contained. But one of the things I say when you get a uh, a sporting injury like this is like you know as soon as you take your shoes off, bang, it will like it'll just yeah, the puffing and the swelling and all that it'll just yeah, and that that's true. So the so the challenge I had was so I got from my car to the door door of the house and then. Get, getting my shoes off because usually when you take your shoes off, you know, you can do it just by standing up or you know, sliding one foot under the other, all that kind of stuff. But no, I had to find a way to sit on something and then take it, take my shoes off and then find a way to get into the house. <laughs> so going to the house, a lot of it was bum shuffling. I was just literally on my backside and like push myself up off my hands. But the problem was every movement moved my foot and that's ah Yeah, was not pleasant at all. So then I got to the couch and I literally just put my foot up on the literally just put my foot up on the on the on the couch and just let the uh yeah well, I was looking at the damage and I could see all the swelling and it was, it was really just really really puffy uh I texted my boss and said hey I need to work from home for the next however long because I've had a yeah now at this age I didn't know if it was just <clears throat> if I had actually broken anything or whether it was just a a really bad sprain I was I was on the edge whether it was a really bad sprain because it's like yeah there was just a couple of yeah, just wasn't quite too sure, but the the immediate thing was to uh, look after look after it and just make sure. Um, yeah. So anyway, I somehow got to bed. I kind of literally hopped, <laughs> literally hopped to bed, and that was that was murder as well. And yeah, and the problem was I couldn't get to sleep till like two, three in the morning. Just just the the pain was intense. 
So yeah, that was uh and then the next next morning I somehow woke up and because because I brought my work laptop home, I was able to work from home and uh, yeah, but it just wasn't uh, wasn't pleasant. So yeah, so then after that what happened after what happened after that? So then yeah, so the next two days were absolute murder. It was like the yeah, the uh and particularly the immediate the immediate day afterwards, the second day after was wasn't quite as bad. So <laughs> I think the, the first day afterwards like a ten out of ten on the pain scale. The next one's maybe like a nine point five. It was uh, yes, I had my wife checking on me, had my in laws checking on me, and it's like they look at my an- my ankle and it's like, oh gosh, <laughs> oh yes, and I sent photos of it to the family WhatsApp group because <laughs> not all our, uh, some of my family members live overseas, and <laughs> yeah, it was just uh, yeah horrible and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, spent a couple of days just uh, getting through the worst of the pain. But the probably the the biggest challenge I had was going to the going to the toilet or the, the bathroom for those in America or, or the the water closet, if you're if you're in Britain. And yeah, like I'm lucky in that I have an ensuite because you know, I sleep in the in the main bedroom. There's an ensuite next to it. But oh my god! But getting that. Moving my body that maybe five meters, you know, or maybe not even that, you know, five, yeah, five meters, you know, roughly 10, 15 feet or whatever, you know, just that short distance was almost like a military operation. It was, it was, it was horrible. The problem was that every little movement I made impacted my foot. And the problem was I didn't have any crutches, I didn't have any, any walking support. Um, yeah, so I actually tried not to eat much or drink much for the first couple of days because I realized every time I ate something, I, that means at some stage I'm going to need to go to the bathroom. But yeah, so I I managed to make a way of going to the bathroom where, yeah, I held onto a door frame and like literally pulled myself up to try to reduce the pressure on my on my legs and then I, with my good foot, I shuffled across with my good foot to get to the bathroom. And then, yeah, there, <laughs> it was, but it was, it was tiring. It was, you know, every time I wanted to go to the bathroom, it was, it was tiring. Then the next problem was like, okay, I'm, go- I'm going to eventually get hungry. And at this stage, both the kids are at school and my wife is, is at work. So I took the the fantastic decision to order some Uber Eats. Actually, I think this might have been menu log, but anyway, yeah, they're both the same, and they both have the same drivers. Strangely, strangely enough, but yeah, um, sorry, a little bit of a verb there, but yeah, um, so I thought, okay, if I can get to the bathroom, I can at least get to the front door to get food. Yeah, so I. I, yeah, I I don't usually take use uh, home delivery food services that often, um, but you know I realize that they're there for a need. But yeah, if you can, uh, I try not to use them much at all. Uh, <laughs> only when there's like a super special going on, or if I absolutely need to. Then yeah, like in this in this case, 
I absolutely needed to. So I ordered my something. Uh, it got dropped off at, the, at, at my front door, but I really should have asked them to uh, bring it inside. But the problem was I'd have to get to the front door to get them to bring it inside. And if going to the bathroom, you know, a handful of steps away is tough, then getting to the front door, which is even further away, that was that was tougher. And yeah. So got to the got to the front door. <laughs> so I got to the front door, opened it, and the person had left my food like a, a few steps away from the front door. So I couldn't just reach over the front door threshold to get my food. I had to like step outside. <laughs> so so, yeah, so that was going outside was okay because I had two hands to balance. But then the problem was when I had my, my food, I only had one hand to balance. <laughs> and, that, and, yeah, the problem is if I, if I hop, then the jarring motion when I, like, when I land, that hurts. If I shuffle, it hurts. If I – anything, it hurts. And so, yeah, it's just everything really, really – Really, really hurt. Um, I and yeah, for the least few for those few days, I had yeah loaded up on uh, neurofen or ibuprofen, as you may as you may know it. And yeah, so the next day after was a little bit better because the swelling had gone down a little bit, and I could move my foot to the point I could put uh, I could put a sock on. So I put a couple of socks on just to get some uh, compression going, make it a bit e- one, one to make it warm, two to make it a bit easier. Um, yeah, so that was uh, and that and and that that certainly that yeah took the edge off because yeah took took the edge off the pain and yeah but then over over those next couple of days like the. Uh, the bruising and the discoloration in my foot and my leg was was horrible. <laughs> I've got some. Uh, you may have seen on my Twitter. Uh, yeah, the uh, discoloration was yeah just uh, horrible, horrible, horrible. So, but this at this stage though, I hadn't gone to see any any medical uh, take any medical advice. Uh, partly because I realised that. Even just getting out my room was was hard in in the first place, let alone getting to a doctor's to get um you know to get treatment. So I thought I'll go when I can at least get um yeah, get <laughs> like I can at least get out. Um, so thankfully, uh, by the third day, the swelling had gone down enough. That if I taped my my foot up and put a couple of socks on, um, yeah, I could actually get out of the get out of the house and like get get mobile again. And this is probably one talking point uh, I did want to discuss was appreciating your mobility while you have it. Um, even now, like three and a half, four weeks later, like I can walk. Thankfully, I can walk, but uh, yeah, I can walk. It's not not without uh, difficulty, but at least I'm I'm mobile. I can wear shoes normally, and yeah, all that, that kind of stuff. And I'm actually going uh, to go back to the office uh, next week 
to resume work as, as normal. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so appreciate your mobility while you have it because, yeah, when you're not able to walk or when you need uh, implements to walk, it's yeah, life uh, yeah, Life is, is uh, not, not fun at all. And, yeah, it's... Yeah, so that kind of led me to a little bit of a, a depressive episode, uh, to, to be honest, because, yeah, just... Yeah, I'm sitting there feeling sorry for sorry for myself, um, and working from <laughs> when I'm working from home, I work on my bed because hey, my bed is big enough to handle my laptop and any other devices. You know, I don't, I don't actually work at, even though I have a desk. I don't work at a desk because you know, I just like being on my. So the problem was, I'd go to sleep, and then I just reach over, grab my laptop, and work. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and then I finish work, and I can't really get out of my. It's very hard to get out of my of my bedroom, and yeah, so then I just be stuck. So being stuck inside these four walls was you know, a bit a bit like a COVID lockdowns. <laughs> that was, uh, but at least with the COVID lockdowns, I could get outside my bedroom. <laughs> you know, so uh, yeah. So on the on the third day, I um, yeah realized with a, a generous helping of uh, strapping or of tape, uh, yeah, tape my tape my ankle up, and. Uh, yeah, with a couple of pairs of socks, yeah, just to yeah, keep the compression. I was able to get out, get out to the point that I could see, get medical advice. So I got uh, went and saw a GP, uh, yeah, a general practitioner. Got a referral for an X-ray. Uh, got got my X-rays. Got brought my X-rays back, and yeah, they confirmed uh, fractures. So it's like, yeah, great, great. Um, and then they actually recommended me to go to one of the local hospitals because the the team at this local hospital is, well, not the most immediate local hospital, but a hospital about a half hour drive away. And yeah, so they, rec- they recommended me to go to a, a hospital on my side of town, but not not local, well, not not immediately local. So I was able able to drive there. I said with a healthy amount of strapping and all that, and but with some with a fair bit of discomfort, I could uh, get to the hospital. Um, but where I'd parked was since I was last at this particular hospital, they'd remodeled it, and I realised I've never been. The last time I've been to this uh, to the ED of this hospital was. Um, yeah, fifteen or so years ago, when, when my son was born, <laughs> then that time they remodeled it, and I just happened to park on the side of the hospital that was the furthest away from the emergency department that my my GP recommend me <laughs> recommend me to go to. And it's like great out of all the out of all the just my luck is that yeah, <laughs> so, so I'm walking I'm walking through the hospital. And there's all these uh yeah I'm just hobbling through. So I didn't feel too out of place. Uh, finally got to the uh, ED, then had to get in line, and I'm standing there, and my foot is killing me. I've just walked, you know, a few hundred meters to get from one place to the other. Now I've got to stand in line. There's not many chairs around. There's, yeah, it just wasn't uh, that wasn't pleasant. Um, I asked my wife to come, uh, but she was out with family, so her family had to drop her off. Um, yeah, got to. Got to the hospital. I was about third in line to see the registrar at the at the counter. 
And yeah, the I can overhear probably the biggest takeaway from that was the woman who was in before me. Oh my god, this like just got she just really fucking annoyed me. Um, she was talking about how um what happened. I think she just started feeling ill, feeling nauseous. She passed out. She was in that much pain. Rah, rah, rah. And she talked about how she'd just gotten a tattoo on her foot the other day. And she kept on going on about, oh, I don't usually pass out from pain. But just this time, oh, it was just really, really bad, you know. Just And she was talking to a, like, she was a middle-aged woman. And she was talking to a middle-aged woman friend. And ugh, I was like, oh, my God, just fucking get to the point of what you need. Don't, you know, just <laughs> answer the question that's asked. Don't go into a soliloquy <laughs> or a monologue about what, you know, <laughs> what's happened to you. Just fucking, oh, boy. And, yeah, so she got the the nurse, the registrar, to come out from behind the counter to have a look at, her, look at this tattoo on her foot and, yeah, it's just... <laughs> The longer the longer she, t- I was I was basically next in line at this stage, and the more she yip, 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 on about extraneous details, the longer I was standing there with a with a foot that's yeah, really fucking painful. So anyway, uh, it was eventually my turn to be seen at the at the at the counter. Uh, and I was lucky that I had my X-rays and a referral note from my doctor. So the nice, uh, the very nice nurse, I mean that as a personal wise, she was very, very nice, uh, looked at me and said, how can I help you? And I just said, uh, I think this letter may explain what I what I need. So she took the letter and, you know, she asked me just a couple of basic questions and said, okay, all right, cool, we'll, uh, you know, we'll get to you. And probably not even, barely five minutes after you know I was uh, after I'd seen the, uh, the 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 registrar nurse you know a person came out with a wheelchair to take me to the uh, uh, one of the 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 actual uh, yeah the actual treatment rooms or the or but you know like the not the like not the waiting area but like the next part of the of your journey and it's like there were people there were people who had obviously been in, in that wait, initial waiting area well before me, and I just, uh, you know, <laughs> I get the wheelchair treatment. Okay, cool. So I yeah, got the wheelchair and got wheeled up to uh, to the uh, yeah, next part of the treatment room and uh, or the treatment area. And, yeah, just basically sit in the very, very nice, reclinable, uh, comfy leather, soft leather, uh, yeah, chair. Um, had my vitals taken every now and then. Was asked like, how much pain am I in and all that. And I had I had some uh, X rays, extra X rays done because they suspected I had I had knee damage as well as just foot damage. Um, so that was a uh, yeah, that was that was okay. Um, and that uh, just trying to think what they also uh, reckon. What they also rec- uh, what then happened. Uh, so eventually, I left with a prescription for oxycodone. Uh, a pair of crutches and a and a moon boot. Uh, you may call some people call it a cam boot, but yeah, I call it a colloquial call it a moon boot. Um, you may know what they look like. They're kind of like your big puffy, big puffy boots that are, yeah. 
So yeah, um, and the doctor, the doctor that there gave me a, a couple of oxycodones while I was like, she asked me how's my pain. It's like, you know, it's it's bearable though. It's not you know, it's not pleasant. And so okay, I'll give you something a little bit stronger than Panadol. <laughs> okay, all right. And so she didn't tell me she didn't say what they were, but you know, she said okay, have have these. And I found out afterwards that they were oxycodones. Holy shit! That's um, I can see why people get addicted to oxycodone. That's that shit slaps. That is yeah, that stuff really. Uh, to say it works is is an understatement. I, you know, it relieved pain that much to the point I was just about to like get rid of my crutches and my and my moon boot and just walk normally. Then I realized, oh shit, I've got to, I'm going to keep these on, otherwise I'll damage my foot even more. But yeah, it was a, um, yeah, it gave me a very, very good night's sleep. I'll, I'll say, I'll say that much. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So and. Now you maybe you may now be asking how much did all this cost? Now, if you're uh, in Australia, you'll know that our uh, hospital system is fairly cost-effective. Um, if you're in America, you know, get ready to sit down and uh, clutch your pearls as I tell you that the total co- the total cost of uh, two doctors' visits. Uh, Two sets of X-rays, uh, prescriptions, and uh, moon boot and uh, a pair of crutches. Total seventy dollars, seven zero dollars, and that was be that was because I had to pay seventy dollars for the moon boot and the crutches. So yeah, I brought. So I actually bought them, and it's like, okay, cool. I've I've brought moon boot, moon, moon boot and crutches in case anyone else needs them. But yeah, I, I had to buy them, unfortunately. But yeah, that's uh, uh but yeah, total like everything else was. Uh, oh, sorry, no. So I've got to mention the um the doctor's visit. So one doctor's visit costs twenty eight dollars. Sorry, okay, grand total ninety eight dollars. So the first doctor's visit was twenty eight dollars. The second doctor's visit was free, uh, or covered covered by the covered by the government. Uh, X-rays, uh, both the ones I had privately done and the ones at the hospital, they're all free. Um, yeah, so all all up less less than less than hundred bucks. Uh, probably a hundred dollars once you take take into account the parking fee at the hospital, which is like I think six dollars. I forget, but yeah, that was a. Yeah, so incredible, incredibly, incredibly cost-effective. That was a uh, yeah. So for Australia, awesome healthcare system. I'll, I'll say, I'll say that much. So I had to with the prescriptions. I had to uh, yeah fill them out myself. So I got prescriptions for what did I get prescriptions for? I got prescriptions for uh, anti-inflammatories and two lots of painkillers. Um, and actually, do I have? Do I still have them around? But the cost of all that was about twenty dollars all up. Um, the let me see if I can find the. Okay, I've got the oxys. Okay, so oxycodone tablets, uh, ten of them, uh, six dollars thirty. Uh, yes, this is this is because. <laughs> Gonna reach and find where my 
Hey, where is it? Ah, no, that's not it. Uh, the, the other... Where is it? I had more medication. Is it here? Okay, Panadine Fort, which is a combination of paracetamol and codeine phosphate. Uh, that was $6.30 as well. And uh, there was a... And what were the anti-inflammatories? Those uh, somewhere as well. Like here we go, anti-inflammatories and uh, $10.99. <laughs> there you go. But that's... Uh, if you're in America right now, you're probably uh, probably having a heart attack over the uh, over those prices. But yes, so um, yeah, so then I spent uh, yeah, so I got got myself home, um, and then I just went through the cycle of you know, going to bed, waking up, <laughs> going to my work, maybe deciding whether or not to eat breakfast. Uh, yeah, working. Uh, yeah, so I work in IT, and like given that IT has, you know, we've created the work from home uh, phenomena. You know, we've uh, made it possible for everyone to, for people who work from home in a lot of industries. Um, yeah, hey, that's, uh, yeah, so that worked out well. I've had a fairly supportive workplace. Um, I've, I've, I've kept them up to date about, you know, when I'm planning to be back in the office and all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, so. I will be back next week. And one of the things that's been, like, delayed my return is just, like, being able to, like, I can walk, sure. But there's a difference between walking and being able to sit at a desk for hours at a time. And that's where, yeah. Um, yeah, and that's where I've kind of uh, gone, um, uh, uh, yeah, because, like, even driving, like, I've been able to drive. But only like short distances, like to take my daughter to work or you know, take her somewhere or whatever, or just go to the local shopping centre. So yeah, um, what else was I was going to mention? Um, but yeah, uh, appreciate your mobility while you have it. Is the uh, the, the biggest thing is because yeah, um, I'm still like learning kind of how to walk properly. Um, if I don't walk properly, then it'll affect my knees and my hips and all that kind of stuff. So, but thankfully, it's getting like yeah, I'm feeling more and more closer to normal uh, as each day goes. Um, and because I've had sporting injuries before, I know how to rehabilitate a sporting injury. Um, yeah, it's just like knowing when to like massage it out and put cream, you put your like your, your heat cream on and that kind of stuff, and yeah, just being being careful because actually about twenty or so years ago, I actually broke my other foot um, in a uh, in a very <laughs> in a very similar manner. So I've actually got yeah got a pair of matching uh, broken broken legs, and yeah, but with with that one. My yeah, I actually went almost almost straight to the hospital, and they put me in a cast like the plaster cast for, and I was in that cast for about six weeks. And after the six weeks, I then had to go through physio to learn how to walk again. <laughs> and like wow, when that when that cast came off, it was. Uh, it was dirty. It was itchy. It was just like death full of dead skin and all that kind of stuff. And then because it was so, because it had been all fixed in place, you know, it just atrophied. 
So I had to learn how, literally had to learn how to walk again. Whereas this time around, because I haven't had a cast and I've been able to like, yeah, I've been able to look after it as, as it's, you know, as I've gone along. Yeah, I'm actually like barely four weeks in and I'm already back to, you know, relatively back to normal. So, yeah, that's, uh, so that's the story of how I broke my foot, <laughs> the Australian healthcare system. Um, yeah, it's a, again, just appreciate things while while you have it, you know. And if someone is struggling with mobility, just be a bit nicer to them and just be uh, be cool with them, and you know, because you don't know how much you don't know how much pain they're actually actually in. Um, yeah. So anyway, I have been and I still am, Damien. The Tall Friendly Atheist Dad, host of the Tall Friendly Atheist Dad podcasts, and look after yourselves and try not to get injured while doing so. See ya.